Welcome everyone. This is the Penciled In Podcast, the show where two working artists and creators chat with guests. I'm Ingrid. And I'm Lindsay. We're going to be discussing so many interesting subjects with you guys. Art, sketch cards, collecting, publishing, tools, materials, all sorts. Perhaps we can finally understand why we all do this to ourselves. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Penciled In Podcast with my co-host Lindsay. Uh, today we are we are welcoming Robert Kolbus from Rittenhouse Archives to the show. Welcome, Robert. Thank you so much for joining us. We cannot wait to talk to you about all kinds of stuff. Oh, thank you for having me. Hi, Robert. Um, uh, I think we're going to start today as we usually do. We'll go back to the beginning and how you first developed a, a fascination for sketch cards because I've heard that you do collect as well. So I have I quite a collection. And what you collect. Oh, all right. So it's a long journey. So I, I'll, I'll start you way back um, because, you know, it all kind of goes in hand in hand. Uh, my thing with trading cards goes back to Star Wars. Um, first Star Wars movie came out, you know, loved it. Big, you know, big fan of, of course, the sci-fi properties. Um, and whenever we visit my grandmother, there was a convenience store right around the corner from our house. And so I would go into the convenience store. And there were Star Wars trading card packs. We're talking the original stuff from, from Tops. And I would always go in and buy a few packs um, just to, and collected them. And I, again, I, I collected as, as a kid. So, you know, I had a stack of cards. I, had, I remember bands, you know, in a, in a shoe box. Um, the back of the cards, you know, the little checklist with a little square box on them. I took a pen. I checked off which ones I had. I know sacrilege. You don't ruin cards that way. But, you know, we weren't in it for... The collectability and the profit we were in it for the fun so i was i was you know i was that collector mentality i, I wanted to have a master set i wanted to go through i wanted to know what i had and what i was missing um so i know I, I bought a lot of cards that way and uh you know i've still got that stack i still have that stack of old cards with band still around because it's, it's just a childhood thing um so that was my first forte into into trading cards um and then that sort of then led into, as you get a little older, into comic books. So uh, I was at summer camp. Uh, when I got my bunk mate, he, for some reason, I guess when he came to summer camp, um, his parents were sending him comic books. And so he came in with a stack of comic books. And so I would be sitting there in the evenings or on rainy days and we'd be reading the comic books. And I got, I got hooked from that point on. So then it was either to the local bookstore, buying comic books. And then, you know, actually, as you got you know, older, I got a job, I got more money, you know, I hit the comic book stores. And so then I started getting into, all right, now, now I'm learning about, you know, first editions and now I'm learning about um, you know, boards and bags and protecting the quality of your comic books. Um, and that's sort of where my love for comic art started jumping into because I really loved different styles of, of, of art and comics. And again, I, I collected everything, Marvel, DC, uh, independent stuff, uh, you know, Actually, my first independent stuff was, was uh, you know, the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We're talking black and white. So really loving those, those style of yeah. comic books. So, you know, I'm, I transitioned from the trading cards into, into comic books. And, you know, you get to college, money's tight. You have to kind of cut back on your comic book collection. Now, I thought about my collection, but uh, there has to be maybe a dozen long comic book boxes currently at my house from my collection as uh, when I was a teenager that I still have and still still there. But, you know, while I was in college and met my wife, we got married, um, got a job, 
got a little bit more money. Um, and so I started going back to the local comic book shop to, to buy comics, look around. And one day we're in there together. And on the shelf next to the register is a box of trading cards. And it's the Marvel Masterpiece 1992 Joe Juzgo's work. And I'm just looking at that comic artwork and I'm just like, that is just gorgeous. I've got to, I've got to get a couple packs of these. And then it all started all over again. From that point on, you know, buying his cards, getting back into that, that collectability mind, you know, mindset of, of the trading cards and just fell in love again with it, with, with his artwork. And that started both, both of us on our journey of, of buying trading cards. Um, and it was mostly comic art at that time uh, for that kind of stuff. Um, and then of course it just, it just snowballs. And then we were picking up trading cards for any kind of TV shows that was coming out and, and, we had, you know, a small collection. Um, and then 1997, uh, Flare Ultra Spider-Man came out. Uh, if you know about that set, it had sketch cards in it. Now, they were not they were hard to find. I don't even know if they were like one per case, but they were there. Now, geez, artwork on, on a trading card that's, you know, hand-drawn. So then the hunt began. And then we started, you know, really digging around, like, trying to find, you know, all those sketch cards. And I brought some visuals. All right. If you ask why I'm a collector, yeah, this is my it's one of my Spider-Man binders here. Um, again, we're we're collectors and we spent time, but it starts in the back of the book here, uh, just with our clear ultra Spider-Man's, you know, just acquiring oh. sketch cards just from that set. You know, so there are there are quite a number of quick black and there's white. Just a, there's just a few pages in here, you know, of, of stuff. But yeah, I mean that 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 started us on our journey, you know, of of getting sketch cards. So they're beautiful, even though they're they're just loosely sketched. They're beautiful. So, yeah, that uh, yeah, and it, it's it's crazy how that has evolved. You know, so we so that that was that was '97. I remember going to conventions and really non-sport shows, and you know, looking for dealers and. You would see one on the table, you're like, ah, oh, that was a hundred dollars for that card. I mean, that's a lot of money. And nowadays, I turn, I, I, hundred dollars all day long buying those cards if I could, because you know they're they're so hard to find. The collectors who have them have them. They don't come out of, of people's binders. Um, they may be traded in amongst the community, but they really just don't go anywhere. So that was our our the slippery slope of sketch cards. We started going down. So then, 1998 comes out. Marvel, uh, Marvel Creators Collection. So now it's a sketch card per box. All right, so now you're guaranteed a card per box. So now, now you can maybe start to find some more sketch cards. If you're wondering if these are all sketch cards, the answer is yes. Holy moly. <laughs> this is my life's binder of the 98 sketch cards. Um, and that's just all that's in here are just sketch cards from 98. Can we see the cover? Can we see the cover? So yeah, she, she it, just, it just printed up just some, uh, some, a few sketch cards we had. That's, cool. made That's really binder. cool. But, but yeah, so we, we bought a few, 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 um, in along those lines. <laughs> so, you know, and again, that, that set was, was unique because of the fact that there was no real requirements on what they could draw or who they could draw. So artists had a lot of free rate, you know, a lot of very unique stuff. Uh, pencil, uh, ink, some color stuff, but of a lot of a lot of material. So we've got pretty hefty. And then, of course, that same year, you got you know Marvel Silver Age. You know, it comes out now. Of course, that that set had a lot of 
you know, well-known Silver Age artists. So you're talking oh. back to the beginning here. Yeah, I got to get back to the beginning. So you're talking artwork that's coming in from, you know, people like John Romita. All right. So big names along those lines. There's a Stan Lee on the bottom there as well. The Stan Lee sketch card that he's done. So, again, you know, you've got stuff from George Tusca, Dan Schaefer, Salvin Sima, um, Gene Collin, oh. Tom Palmer uh, is in here. What a collection. Uh, Marie Severin, you know, um, all those kind of just stuff that's just, you know, again, <laughs> you know, so a lot of a lot of fun as a couple opening up cases of cards and boxes of cards and, and, and collecting. And that, that's just, you know, the stuff that had come out from, from Marvel. And to interject one minute, um, yeah. the collector, would you say you prefer it when something's guaranteed? Or do you Absolutely. Like no, no. I, 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 if I'm putting the money out, and I talk about this now, because you look at box prices of trading card boxes, you know, I want to, you know, I want that guarantee, you know, I, I don't want disappointment. I want to be able to find, find stuff. Um, I want to be able to open something up um, and, and guarantee. Now, the fun is when you open up a box is you never know what piece of art we're going to get. You don't know an artist you're going to get to get. You don't know a character you're going to get. Sometimes like, oh, I'm not a big fan of that character, but look at the detail that went into putting this card together. And then sometimes you get a super rare hot artist and you're like, oh my Lord, I can't believe I just pulled this card. Pause for one second. Sorry, it's all me here. Uh, what a collection. Oh my God. Right, so, so regarding that story, uh, again, I'll come back to my, where I get, I know it's a long way to get here, but this was Marvel Masterpiece by Upper Deck when it came out. We bought a case of that product um, just to show you some of the cards we managed to pull. Um, that is a Joe Jusco sketch right there. Um, a couple other pieces. So this is just some of the stuff that we ended up pulling from our case. And just the sheer joy of opening up a product like that and pulling not just the quality of the artist, but just quality of the artwork. You know, we just you know, love the sketch cards. Love the quality of the stuff that's coming out. Um, other stuff that's come out that's been great over the years that we've collected. Um, Upper Deck did Disney sketches. I don't know if anyone's familiar with those. Those were in the Disney treasures. And again, my wife being a big Disney collector and a sketch card collector, when you start finding out that they, you know artists have done sketch cards, well, you know, you're from the studio artist, um, you know, grabbing sketch cards from that set. We opened up so much of this product looking for, for the card. So, you know, that really was my love of, of sketch cards um, and with trading cards. So much so that I had started a, a website, the Non-Sport Card Collector, back when the web was really, really young. There weren't a lot of other websites being done by any of the companies. So at the time, you know, I was reaching out to everybody making cards. Clear, um, Chrome was doing cards at the time. FPG was doing it. Comic Images. A lot of guys in the in the industry doing trading cards. And so I reached out to them saying, "Hey, love to get just any information you have on new product coming out, product I can review, press releases, whatever else." And so that's what I was putting up on my website, just you know, providing information to the collectors that are out there. Um, and one of the people. Website? I'm sorry. Do you still keep yep. up that website? 
Um, no, that website went away. Oh. <laughs> um, that, it went away because when one of the people I had gotten uh, and connected with was Dr. Steve Cherendoff, who was at FLIR at the time, uh, getting information about the, a lot of the stuff that they were putting out. Um, and then Steve started his own company in 1999, which is now Britain House Archives. Uh, I then came, he asked me to come on board just to help get the web, you know, website created for the for the for his company. So I did that. And then he hired me on full time in 2000 to uh, come on managing uh, managing technology, basically the website originally, and then also doing product development. So I was also doing, you know, I think my first that I ended up doing was like one of the first Stargate sets. And the time we had Stargate and Xena and, and those kind of things. And so, you know, you've been I, my, you've been there since since the year 2000. 2000, October of 2000. years. So you've been there for yes. two years. Wow, congratulations. Oh. Uh, thank you. Uh, so you know that yeah, that was that's that's how I got into the industry um, was mostly through my my love of the trading cards uh, and my you know work of doing websites and in, in, in technology along those lines. So working for Rittenhouse, getting hired in that regard. Um, so yeah, well, that's, that's a great job setting up Rittenhouse because I always think of Rittenhouse as the classy card company. <laughs> upper class you know i don't know if it's because of the subjects or i don't know what it is maybe the logo maybe the name i don't know but it's quite it's a good job with the branding i think thank you yeah we, it, people would be surprised and know that we really only have four full-time employees at that company um, i did not know that that that's it <laughs> that's just, you guys uh, was working hard <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so that 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 was uh, that was a, that was the start of the journey um, on on working with the company on that kind of stuff. Now, of course, we've done sketch cards and a variety of products, uh, everywhere from comic stuff with our Marvel, uh, Star Trek, you know, sketch cards, Game of Thrones sketch cards, Stargate. We've done them for Farscape, uh, Xena had sketch cards. So a lot of the properties that we've done, we have incorporated sketch cards, and of course, you know, that has evolved as well. When we first started. A lot of our sketch cards, as you mentioned, being um, sort of line detail and artwork were, you know, were, you know, these very simplistic uh, black and white pencil sketches. Um, and in fact, when we started them, they were, when we were doing stuff for Star Trek, repeat sketches. You know, hate to see repeat sketches, but the studio at the time... Yeah, students at the time were just like, you know, we don't want to have to try to look at 400, 500 different sketches to show us 30 different ones. We can approve them and they can just kind of Xerox and make them and make copies of them, them all by hand and that kind of stuff. And now, of course, we've evolved, uh, not only written health, but the whole industry in general, you know, going from those loose pencils to these, there are pieces of art. I mean, when a guy sits down and spends two hours putting oil onto a piece of cardboard, essentially, to render just a, a beautiful scene so realistically. You can't call it a sketch anymore. They're just they're straight-out art cards. So it's a piece I of like art. bear for some people. They really don't like them being called sketch cards, they're art cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and I really think it's a shame that some of the fans have gone away from some of the sketches. Like, you, you were showing the books of, of loose sketches, and... Yeah. I don't know. Some of them are I, when you. It makes like a really nice cohesive feel, you know, with all those just ink sketches and things like that. I think it's really cool too. I mean, I think it's another dimension that that deserves more attention. 
Yeah, it, it goes back to the the convention mentality. I mean, I've got sketches that are done where you go to a go to a convention, you get in line for your artist, you give them a blank piece of paper, a sketchbook, or a cover, and the guy's like, "Yeah, can you do me a quick Wolverine?" And it's just you know, it's it's five minutes, boom, and Wolverine's done. But it's so cool because that's what it reminds you of. But when you're sketching as well, it's just it's so free, and the line work you get to see, and maybe some of the construction lines and you know it's you can appreciate different parts of art rather than the you know finished high polished pieces can't you right yeah and uh, so i i'm a big fan sometimes i've just seen the pencil or just the ink i mean i, I you know i love the color because i think color adds to me to it but there's something to also be said just seeing the shading and the details that can come from just a pencil or or an ink piece of artwork as well mm. I've always loved um, Rob Terenishi's work, you know, on the on the top sets, the Star Wars. Um, the balance he gets between black and white is just, I don't know how he does it. It's just perfect every time, it seems. He's a comic book artist, actually, and has done many, many years of, uh, he's drawn everything from for pretty much everybody, I think. He's an amazing artist, actually. He should be working for everybody, but he's not online much. Um, may, may I just go back to riff off a question question that Lindsay had said concerning if you wanted, you, as a collector, you prefer to have a guarantee of a sketch in a, in a box and things. As a collector as well, do you really enjoy having a variety of things that you can get in a box or do you prefer the simplicity of cards only and maybe a couple of sketches and that's it? Like rever like referring to like costume cards or signatures or or all that kind of thing. Oh yeah, no. As, as a collector, definitely the variety. I mean, if I'm you know, autographs from stars of a TV show, relic cards, uh, I think are great. Um, you know, even as working within the in the industry, I love seeing the different you know substrates, kind of different paper we can use. You know, whether it be retro stock, throwback, which is sort of that cardboard stock kind of thing whether it's done on acetate and plastic, whether it's a sticker card, um, you know, lots of different kinds of things. I like to see that kind of, of variety. Um, as a collector, I'm not a big fan of parallels. Um, I think putting all the box out with just a, a numbered parallel and it's the same artwork, but you now they change the foil color, doesn't do anything for me. I, I like Seeing the variety, I love spraying, you know, putting everything out at the end, putting stuff into a, bi a binder. Love, love my binders. Um, I'm just on my, my bookshelf, being able to pull through and look through it and seeing, you know, if you're going through a, a TV show, looking through it. Okay, there's the seasons. And here's my autographs, and here's my here's my relic cards, and you know, here were these you know, die cut cards that were done, or these embossed cards, something that added a new dimension. Um, you know, that's that's as a collector what excites me. Um, Parallel cards don't don't really. It has really. to be different though, doesn't it? It has to be a new image yeah. to look at because you don't. Yeah, it has to be a new image. Re recycling the, you know, taking something you saw three times and just putting it in a different, something different doesn't work. Look. And then, <laughs> yeah, and working in the industry, I tell you that that's one of the biggest things we, you know, a lot of companies have a problem. Would say problem with, um, struggle with when we talk about doing trading cards for a license you come to them and you say hey i want to do a trading cards for your for this tv, TV property this movie property what it is and you tell them we're going to need three to five hundred different images and they just look at you <laughs> because if you're doing a t-shirt 
you might only need three images. You know, if you're doing a mug or, or a poster, you only need. But when a trading card, you're talking, look, we want to do a 100-card base set, different image on the front and back. There's 200 off of that. Then we're going to need to do, you know, some relative, all this extra kind of stuff. We need a lot of variety of images. And some studios don't want to go through the pains that it can take to get all this approved, especially if an actor has approval licenses. They don't want to deal with getting all that stuff uh, uh, approval, which goes back to sketch cards. When we were first doing those sketch cards and doing the repeat sketches, a lot of students didn't want to go to an actor and say, hey, you know, you have approval rights. You know, here's 100 images of you that were drawn. Can you approve them? Um, you know, <laughs> that was something they didn't want to do. It's gotten a lot, a lot easier now, um, you know, but still a lot of shows have, you know, actors for shows have approval rights. You know, if you're doing a sketch card for William Shatner in Star Trek, that sketch card's going to be you know, seen by William Shatner so that he can go ahead and approve it and say that's a good enough likeness. And, that's um, pretty cool though. <laughs> Even if it, it is. So you know that something you've done has 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 been seen by the actor yeah. who says, Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that likeness. I'll never forget when I first saw when I saw him doing Rocket Man. Oh I found that I stumbled on that on YouTube years ago. Have you seen it? No. Jenner, you mean? Man. Oh, that'll be a treat for you later if you've not seen it. Okay. <laughs> uh, how do you choose your um, licenses? What is it? Is it just things that you like or things that you think might be easy? Yeah, actually, it, actually, it's 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 what we like. It's what we're watching. Um, you know, if, if we're not enjoying it, it's really hard to do a trading card set if you don't enjoy the material you're working with. That's um, really nice to know, though. It means you're putting things out that you actually, well, yeah, you, you, you're more willing to invest your time into something like that then. Yeah, it's something I would want to collect. I'm always thinking about what I'm doing. I'm building a set. What I want to collect this. What do I want to see in this, this set? In I was the, just going to ask if you're bringing your collector wishes to your job, which is you're the perfect person for the job that you have then yeah I, I absolutely do that whenever i'm asking whenever i'm asking for you know you come to the studio and you're 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 you know begging but you're asking you know can we get these costumes from the set do you have anything we can get you know that we can cut up you know books papers anything along those lines anything that you know we can have um and it's when we get the box in it's always like you know it's like christmas you know opening up like oh what did we get oh you know, and you're like, oh, look at this, look at this, this is so cool, you know, and oh, look at this, this is so-and-so's shirt, this is awesome, you know, we, we do that kind of stuff. Um, oh, that's cool, so you don't even know what you're going to get. You get oh, the wait, no, no, you get, you, get, you get the box, and it's like opening up, it's, it's like, it's like getting sketch cards, you know, when, when an artist sends you back the sketch cards, um, sometimes we get scans, sometimes we don't, and you open up the box, and you just, you just, you're admiring the cards, and just, you do, you just, they're just so great, so, cool. yeah. Wow. Yes. I'm loving the personal touch of your company. Like that, it's you know you, you must be organised with there not being too many of you. You know you probably know what's going on and what's happening. You all- yeah, every, yeah yeah everyone's pretty well informed. We we we're always asking questions, always keeping informed with each other. Um, we're all involved in every every one of the projects. Everyone sees everything. Everyone gets their own opinion. Um, so what's the hardest? So you well actually, seeing as you're only four people in the company, you must each have multiple jobs. Then I would imagine pretty much uh, we you know everyone's involved in every every project it's no one's like oh that's so-and-so's project and they're 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 by themselves everyone's involved from everything from looking at you know the the checklist saying okay here's this here's the set composition you know do we want to add or remove anything okay here's the initial designs 
You know, what do you guys think? Do you want to tweak, adjust them, and this kind of stuff? Okay, here's the hell of a thing about printing them. All right. Okay, now we got to start, you know, collating cards, right? So we've got, we're, we're doing, you know, let's say it's a, it's a 10,000 box run and there's three autograph cards in the box. We got 30,000 autograph cards. We need to collate these. People don't understand. We literally sit around tables and hand collate the cards. We do a lot of hand work. Uh, my wife does a lot of it. hand. We, you know, hand. She she works, you know, as, as sort of if and when. We have a few other people who work if and when just come in and just put the extra hours in. We're doing a lot of the hand work, but you know, everyone's involved. We're we're at the production line watching the pack out. Uh, we actually sit there in front of the machines watching them, watching the cards come down, going into the wrappers, um, opening them up, making sure it's it's there. We're involved in all stages. Everybody's involved in every all all the stages. So, so when you've received like a box from uh from the licensor uh, have you ever have you ever pulled anything out of the box that you've thought what am i going to do with this or, and you've had to come up with something a new idea on the fly or so i'm not so the, we have a production niece dugan who's who does a lot of our vp of um, production she's gotten some crazy stuff that she has managed to make cards from that's just incredible um when we were doing the james bond we had gotten a windshield from a vehicle <laughs> okay oh my god we're gonna cut this we're gonna cut this up and we're gonna put this onto a card <laughs> you know um, that's pretty thick you can actually put yep. that on the card yep we, we've done that yes uh casino chips they're taking a casino chip and you know cutting them a casino chip in half and melting casino chips um oh, we wow. for a stargate they had this episode where these you know they were these little bugs um, and part of the production they had was these little teeny plastic like toy bugs. And so we literally made a shadow box, had it been about this thick. We mounted the bugs down inside of them for people to collect were these, you know, little plastic bugs that were you know, on the show. So we've gotten a lot of very unique things. And I, I can't think of one instance where we said, we don't know how we're going to do that. You know, we've found a way to utilize the items uh, and get them done. So, yeah. <laughs> Do you have um, do you have a strong online presence in the groups um, uh, on Facebook on forums things like that? Do you share a lot of things around? I we don't uh, we do not do a lot with social media at all. Now I'm I'm personally a member of a number of different Facebook groups and, and that kind of stuff uh, for for sketch cards and world card trading card collecting and that kind of stuff. But to be honest, I, I just don't have the time to sit there and be on Twitter uh on snapchat or anything else uh posting a lot of the stuff we wish we did you know but it's um most of our collectors seem to find our stuff pretty well uh, that. what do you um how, how how do you feel about dealing with different kinds of artists and because uh, you must have still a big roster of names and stuff is it a challenge I, to deal with many people in many countries and with you know mailing issues and all that kind of thing you know, mailing issues haven't usually been too much uh, of a problem. And I think our, every artist I've worked with uh, has, has been great. You know, the, I, we try to be understanding that, you know, life gets in the way, stuff comes up, deadlines may not be able to be hit. Um, and oftentimes, you know, we can work with artists on those on those deadlines. But, uh, you know, as long as everyone's, you know, honest with us, you know, hey, I'm going to be behind or I'm not going to be able to hit the numbers, you know, that's fine. You know, I usually ask people to send in samples as they're working. So that I can kind of direct them, hey, that's never going to get approved, or hey, that looks great, keep up the great work, or hey, it's a suggestion, maybe you know, do it this way, do it that way, make some minor changes here and there. 
So you actually give give feedback and and assessment of the work. I tried to I try to um, especially for new artists. If I if I, people have been working for us for like a decade or more, I I completely am willing to let them run on their own uh, because I they know what we're looking for in terms of quality, and I know what I can expect from them in quality. And sometimes like I'll get stuff back. It just still blows me away this uniqueness that people will will do for for stuff. Um, just an example that came to my mind, we just did a set for TNG, Star Trek Next Generation, and we included sketch cards for Lower Deck, which is an animated series. It's a different Star Trek show, but it does a lot of callbacks to TNG. And one of the artists, Kevin Graham, he went just above and beyond on his sketch cards. So instead of drawing on the sketch card, he took a piece of acetate plastic and treated it like an animation cell by painting it on, putting it over, painting it backwards, doing a scene on the back of the actual sketch card, then adhering the acetate to the sketch card to create an animation cell effect. Um, it was just outstanding and just far beyond what we were asking for. But wow. it's that kind of level of uniqueness. Um, we've gotten cards like Warren Martinick. At one point we did a Marvel set and he did a human torch card. And he took it and he burned it a little bit to make it look like the human torch had actually burned oh, cool. his, 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 his card. He had another one, I think it may have been Punisher, where he he put holes in it, like bullet holes. Like the Punisher, he shot the card all up. So he punched holes and frayed the edges and make it look like they were bullet I mean, it, it's, it's very unique, just the overall talent. I'm always so impressed and, and so pleased with the people who work for us um, when they go that extra mile and they, and just, the work that they do. Um, I totally just, love to collect cards with bullet holes in them. I mean, I mean, it's just, it, it's just, it is, it's great. And then even people just, who just sit there and draw. And um, I have no artistic talent whatsoever. And, and it, it always pains me when I have to try to give art direction to someone when I don't have artistic talent. Um, one of the worst parts of my job, I always tell people this, my worst part of my job is to tell somebody that someone didn't like their sketch card. Mm. I come back and say, Studio disapproved these cards. I don't know why they disapproved them. I, I can't tell you why, or they act or disapprove their likeness. You know, it, it pains me to have to tell someone that because I know the amount of work and effort that they put into doing that card and having to tell them you know, someone didn't like it. You know, and say that likeness was the main reason they wouldn't get approved. Um, like, you know, sometimes cards don't get approved for. You know, if there's material that's not appropriate, you know, okay, look, a little too much cleavage. It's just, you know, can't can't be showing that much cleavage. That was a big thing. We had a lot of that with, with cleavage, especially when you start getting to, to combo characters. You know, combo are often draw females a little bit out of proportion, a little bit on the sexier side. So you kind of have to bring them back. Um, enjoy drawing the female, well, artists enjoy drawing the female yeah. form. It's uh we all love it <laughs> so like you, you are tempted to make them a little bit bigger <laughs> um for actors it's, it's just hard sometimes an actor will just look at them and they'll say you know what i don't like the way that looks and there's nothing you can do about it um and it's so subjective and you're like oh yeah that's a, that's a great and you look at you like here's a photo reference here's a sketch card looks the same to me i don't see i don't see what it is um, mm -hmm. It's all in the eye of a beholder. Um, you know, different people have different artistic styles. Sometimes a studio doesn't like an artistic style. And I'm like, I don't know. It, it works for me. Um, 
going back to comic artwork before the chibi style became popular you know mm. we had some stuff done early on with that chibi young and it was like you, you're like you know we don't like that that's a particular style you know only three two years later going yeah now we like that particular style it, you know things come and go and they they wax and they wane and that's just that's just how it is so yeah are you currently looking for more artists or do you have all the names that you need always looking for new artists um right now we're looking of course for anyone who can draw realistic uh portraits of because we lost still doing stuff with star trek uh doctor who uh game of thrones um so anytime we're doing those you do lenses of characters they've got to be dead on because i said actors have likeness rights and they've got to see themselves in the best possible way um you know even if they didn't look that good on screen you know airbrush out the the, the wrinkles it's all good you know fix the dark circles under their eyes make them look nice um you know yeah. scenic stuff oh, you know I aliens it, yeah tended to pretty them up yeah <laughs> smartly pretty people up <laughs> Uh, you know, aliens and spaceships are a lot easier to draw. Um, but again, still something that that's you know on on par what we're looking for. So we still get a lot of submissions. People looking at comic stuff, and because we just don't do anything right now with comics, everything that we are looking for. But we do have a, an email, which is art submissions at sci-fi-hobby.com that artists can reach out to us. Um, all of our artists have to get pre-approved by the studios. So we're always like, yeah, we need some samples of. And if you're supply, uh, looking to say, I want to work on Doctor Who, then I need to have Doctor Who sketches to show the studio. They don't mean we're looking at something you did for Star Wars and passing it over to, for the Doctor Who guys. It's not like, well, okay, that's the late Darth Vader, but uh, I need to see, you know, a dialogue. So can you can you redraw this for me? You know, that's what they need to see. What was that email again? Sorry. So it's art submissions mm -hmm. at sci fi hobby.com. Okay. Right, we'll include those in the show notes and things like that. What do you see um, for the future of your company? Do you see yourselves uh, maybe branching out into different themes or trying new things? Always growth. I mean, we're always looking for the next, uh, you know, licensing property, uh, you know, next sci-fi show that people are, are looking for. But it's not nothing be sci-fi shows. Um, you know, Galaxy Game of Thrones is sort of a, sort of a, a fantasy show um we've done non-sci-fi shows before so i think anything that again we watch we enjoy that there's a collector base for that there is a, a, a audience for collecting trading cards not all shows are going to have an audience for for trading cards um you know do you but like i'm sorry yeah, no i guess yeah like twin peaks you know twin peaks was a, an older show um we're doing we've done two sets for it, got another set coming out. It's gonna have sketch cards in it. Um, but you know, that's is that a science fiction? Is it a fantasy? Is it a drama? Is you know, where do you classify where, where do you classify that show? But it's got a strong fan base and it's got great stories to tell. And yeah. so that's the kind of thing you should look for. Do you see yourself uh, or the company bringing back some of the really older classics, or do you just go by what seems to be What's like you just said, what seems to have a, a strong following? Do you feel oh, classics like are always we've always done classics? We, you know, one of the first sets we did was a Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone was it's still very strong for us, though, but we're still working on another Twilight Zone. We've done shows for the classic Wild Wild West uh, show as well, Outer Limits. So there's classic sci fi shows 
um, are also very you know, good for us. And we've done shows for, or say, card sets for shows like Six Million Dollar Man and Bionic Woman. Again, something from the again, going back to those time periods. Again, oh, you mentioned Xena as well, didn't you? Yeah, Z, yeah we, we, we were doing Xena. We did, we did Hercules. Um, so, yeah, both current at the time, but, you know, there's, there's classics as well. So, yeah. What do you see yourself collecting in the future? I mean, that would obviously span over, you know, without naming <laughs> companies or anything, but are you looking for something new to collect? Um, I'll, any any show that I enjoy watching right now, if there's a trading card set for it, I will go out and, and get that. Okay. Do, that do you collect set. other things as well? Like, I don't know. Um... Debt. I collect debt pretty well. Um, that's easy to collect. Um... <laughs> that's a popular collecting item. <laughs> did you find, um, did you, do you find that the COVID thing has had any effect on, on what you sell, what you create, your company? Uh COVID has made challenges in production. When at the height of COVID, you know, one of the things you'll people complains about supply chain issues. And that affected us as well. Paper, plastic, foils, cardboard. You people would have no idea how hard it was to get cardboard. Cardboard boxes at times were a problem. Um, one of the paper stocks that we use, which is a, a higher quality paper, thicker paper stock. You know, our paper supplier was like, yeah, that's all being used to make boxes that COVID tests are going into. So we're having a hard time getting supplies for that. Um, so there are, there, you know, those kinds of, 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 of challenges. Um, it, it was, it's gotten better. We are we're slowly now, you know, everything that was at one point a, a short supply, we're now able to get. Unfortunately, like everything else with inflation, comes now at a higher cost too. Everything has gone up. So paper oh, costs, if you ask anybody, paper costs have gone up. Uh, shipping costs have gone up. Uh, the foil for wraps, that all goes up. So all those go into, into consideration and make on challenges. So, yeah. Um, I really can't stop thinking about those those sketch cards with the bullet holes and the acetate. <laughs> I don't you know. know. I don't have, I, I would love to have them, you know, as a, as a, as a, a yeah. Working for the company, one of the hardest things I also have to do is give up cards. You know, <laughs> you 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 find your favorites, and you're like, I just, I just want to keep that. I want to I want to put that in. People always ask, you you must have a huge collection from Rittenhouse. I'm like, I wish, I wish I had a huge collection of cards. I wish I could say, all right, that's your half, and this is my half. You know, two for you, one for me. Um, that would be great if that worked that way. It doesn't. So I get a little joy knowing that. All right, someone's going to find this, and they're going to get super excited when they pull this from the box because I was super excited when I saw it. So I know they're going to be super excited when they pull it from from the box. Oh, that's um, very generous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've heard that level of um, sort of freedom and creativity on, you know, on sort of licensed cards before. I've never, you know, if 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 I sent a setback and I put holes in it <laughs> to somebody, I'd put. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah. I mean, um, you know, one of the things you know you may have noticed on these sketch cards that when we send them out, and I know Ingrid knows this, our cards are oversized. Everything goes out larger so that when we can trim them down, one, we get nice sharp corners. Two, it gives the artist the ability to bleed outside of the card to the artwork. So when it goes when we cut them, the artwork is you know edge to edge. But it also, like you said, gives a little more freedom to be able to do creative uh, creative things with it because you've got more room to work. Um, work with. We've had artists who have done um, 
a lot of taping, you know, tape something on, airbrush, pour it out, retape oh, something yeah. and retape to a new set because they've got that much surface area to work with. Yeah. They would get that airbrush and do some really cool effects by taping and masking down. But it's a lot more comfortable to work with as well because I find, you know, when you, you're pressing down on your card to keep it in the right place when you're drawing on it, you can really... Right, in the hook. Yeah, or, or your hand, you're like, I had the artwork like this because I've had my hand down. I'm going to hit, you know, in, in a wet area or do something else. So I have some work. And we've gotten cards back where, I've, you know, they've, I've seen color mixing. You know, they use the extra side or blanker on the side to mix their colors up. They're That's testing good. it, getting their pens ready, you know, just getting it all, all going, so... Well, they're going yeah, to test and see what it's going to look like. That's yes. Really awesome. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite set? What is your ultimate favorite set that you've collected? Well, of course, that goes back to the 92 set, I think, was because that was the first set I did start with. Um, but in terms of the sketch cards and what we've collected in general, that would probably be the Marvel Creators Collection because when we, it was our, our, my wife and I are just, you know, we, we bought a lot. <laughs> we buy, you always ask us. You know, you, you bought, we, we bought a lot. We bought a lot of that stuff, a lot of the Silver Age. Um, you know, you know, if you pull a duplicate, that's okay because you, you trade. You trade with the community, you trade stuff around. Uh, we bought a lot of the Disney treasures as well. Uh, they had a lot of unique stuff in that one. So that was also um, fun. It's so nice yeah. to hear that both you and your wife collect. It's not like just one of you, you know, it's so oh, share. That's no, no it's, 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 it's a shared passion. And it was very, very early on in our, in our, our marriage. It's, it's one of those things. So we, you know, we did the Philly show. Um, yeah. So passionate, so passionate. My wife was pregnant with our first son. She was put on bed rest, I think, two weeks before a fall Philly show. Or we made the Springfield, even the Springfield show, I think it was. Could be in the fall, I can't remember. But she's like, I want to go to the show. I was like, we're on bed rest. We're like, okay, could we wheel her around in a wheelchair if she wasn't walking? Yeah. And they said yes. So we literally drove, got a wheelchair for the hotel, and we wheeled her around the show in the wheelchair because she didn't want to miss the show oh. because we were, you know, we were buying and looking and that kind of stuff. So, you know, that was, you know. Just the when there's stories, just say, hey, you know what? We're we're passionate about this industry. We're passionate about our collection and being collectors. And you know, yeah, like bed rest all stuff. Uh, um, sketch cards in general. So I just think it's a great way to collect art. I mean, you don't have to have a place for it on your wall. Find somewhere for it to go. You can look at multiple pieces like all at the same time. You know, yep. I, I just think it's a great hobby and a way to collect art. But. Trying to get the because not everybody's heard of them. I'm surprised at how many people haven't don't know they exist. It has grown a lot since I started in it, but as you say, still even now there are not that many people. You like sketch card? What is that? Right. And there's still uh, I, in my neck of the woods. There are a lot of people that still think that trading cards is only baseball or hockey. Well, especially hockey because this is a hockey province, but you know, that it's just that and that it doesn't really cover anything else. So it, trading cards as a whole still has a few areas on the planet to, to populate. <laughs> I remember when we were, we were first got the Marvel license, we were doing the Marvel uh, complete Avenger set. That was our first Marvel set we were working on. And, you know, we, we, we decided we were going to do again, a sketch card in every box, much like was done with the flare. We had actually made the decision also that we were going to, for that set, industry first, um, every sketch card was going to be color. So, you know, we said every sketch card has to be color. Of course, you know, the task was now, how do I find artists? 
where do I find artists to do sketch cards? And so we hit up some artists who'd already done work before, Warren Martinick, John Zott had done work for us. We reached out to uh, the Kubert School to look for artists there. We looked at Glasshouse Graphics. They had a roster of artists, but we still needed more artists. So I, I remember going out to eBay and, and doing searches for any artists doing personal sketch cards, you know, just getting them in. And then over the years, just early on, going to conventions, I would go down Artist Alley looking at people and if i saw someone who had like a personal sketch card you would talk to them but then you talk to artists and they're like i don't know what a sketch card is and i i pull up my portfolio and make okay here's what a sketch card looks like here's the sizes here how we do it so we pay this is how things some artists are like oh that seems like a lot of work and no uh, no it's just too small i can't work in that medium that i need you know i need a big canvas size um and then some artists took, you know, just took right to it, you know. But introducing artists who weren't familiar with that, whether they be comic book artists currently or you know, guys hoping to break into the into the business, I just remember going to conventions and and just walking up and down aisles of the artist alley, talking about sketch cards, introducing the concept of sketch cards and what they were. I can even along that another side story, uh, San Diego Comic Con, uh, I went there to get sketch cards from Mark Texier because he was doing sketch cards for us. You know, I wait. I remember waiting at the end. And end of the night, I'm in Artist Alley, I'm like by his table, he's doing work, you know, I'm talking to Mark about sketch cards, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm not going to do for you here, so he just sits back down, right down the table, and started working on some more cards for me, oh. um, you know, so it's 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 great, I love interacting with the artists, it's nothing, I get more exciting when you go to a show, to meet an artist you've only ever emailed back and forth with, go up and say, hey, you know, I'm Robert from Rittenhouse, you know, you, oh, you know, you get that, you know, you know, so when you haven't seen before, haven't had that chance to meet, you've got that pro that, that working relationship, and now you get to talk to them personally, and you can look at their portfolio to see what they're doing outside of what they're working on for you. you see what books they're doing, whether it be an independent book, whether it be cards for another company, you know, whatever it might be. So, yeah. conventions. Uh, Lindsay is Lindsay is getting on board with that uh, now in her neck of the woods and spreading the word of sketch cards around in her country, and I did the. The Philly show last spring. And it's kind of fun for us as artists to see people who collect face to face and meet a few people who, as you just said, you've only talked to by email or something. I got to say, uh, conventions are pretty cool. It's, it's, yeah. it's really uh, one question before we start rolling this out. Um, is there anything negative about about working with trading cards, about working with sketch cards being the, that you would like to share or that you would like other people to understand? Uh, you know, I won't go to too, too, too negative. Uh, I'll, go, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a little story though with, of, uh, of a mishap and learning learning experience for us. So when we did the complete Avengers, we told artists everything had to be in color, your choice of mediums, you know, you guys can never really do. And a little inexperience on our part, it would turn in a lot of stuff. You know, sometimes the ink would bleed through the back, so that can be a little, little disheartening. Um, we had a couple, a couple of people do stuff in colored pencil for us. Okay, and that looked nice. What we didn't know at the time, we go to put it into the machine and start going to the packs. The machine we used was a belt fed, so a belt would go across the front of the card. And the colored pencil started getting picked up and started smearing across the front of the card. And then we'd be on the belt. So the next card would get the transfer going on. We very quickly were like, oh, you know, stop the line. And uh, you know, at the time we then had someone actually at the plant 
with a uh, with rubbing alcohol, and every few passes would take and clean the belt off, and they would run the next run and clean the belt off just okay. to to keep. So we just we just you know, had no concept of the art was with smears. We had them you know cleaning the clean the belt, which then led to our next project. Um, you know, people are turning colored pencils again, and um, I'm really like, we got to fix this. So we used fix it spray. So I'm literally outside, cardboard all laying on the ground. I've got all these large size sketch cards out there with fix spray, and I'm spraying down cards just in huge batches, you know, just outside of the fumes, praying it doesn't rain. I mean, praying a gust of wind doesn't come to blow the cards out while we're trying to spray everything down to, to get them uh, fixed. Over time, we've learned to put everything into penny sleeves. Is now why our sketch cards now come in penny sleeves inside of our products, um, which can, you know, when you think about it, when we're doing this uh, one sketch curve per box and you're doing an 8,000 box run, that's 8,000 <laughs> sketch cards that you're putting into penny sleeves. So Which, okay, that doesn't seem like a lot of big deal, right? You put them in the penny sleeves. Um, what we learned quickly, though, is that we have to mix the cards first and then put them in the penny sleeves. Because if you take 8,000 sketch cards that are in penny sleeves and you try to sort them, they're so slippery, the cards start to get slide out of your hand. So, you know, <laughs> oh, collate first, then penny sleeve, and you're good to go. It's a little easier to, to, to handle. But, Did you uh, ever solve the problem with the roller machines? Yeah, if we just put them in the penny sleeves. So if we put them in the penny the sleeve, sleeve machine, okay. Okay. The, 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 the band grabs the sleeve and pulls the whole I thing. See. All right. As long as you put penny sleeve, the card in incorrectly in with the closed end, so when it pulls it, you're pulling. Otherwise, if you don't the open end, the card comes out again. Learned that one pretty quickly on the line too, but you know it's it's these trials and errors. But yeah, our 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 biggest you know complaint was you know not on the artist at all, but on our own just learning experience of learning you know how to work with different types of things. In this case, you know knowing that. You know, if it's if it's colored pencil or if it's even a straight out pencil, you know, we gotta, you know, we gotta gotta protect that card because, you know, quite frankly, that's the whole name of the game. Well, we wanna make sure it's pristine card. Attention to detail to pay attention to that that was happening. So you managed to save the card. Yeah. We just left it, so. <laughs> that brings <laughs> up a, is it is it better for artists? Because I know for some companies you must not send your cards back in penny sleeves. If, if artists were working for your, oh, well, that's right. You can't put them in because they're too big. Nope. And, uh, yep. yeah. Everything's oversized. Yep. <laughs> can't help. Yeah, no, the, yeah. The only thing we ever ask artists to do is just, you know, scan their own, own, own cards. It helps me. Um, and maybe I fix them with a spray. They do do that. If, if they got the time to do that, that's great. If not, we'll take care of it. Um, early on, I didn't ask artists to send in scans. Um, that was another thing. So you can only fit four of these large cards at a time on your scanner. And so when I was getting in, you know, 6,000, 8,000 cards, four at a time. Um, I, and scan then, everything. I scan everything. Or yeah. one thing that works really well, it's a phone. Phone. Um, because then you can just go back, even though there's not a lot of detail, it's still, it's still a record yeah. of what you've done. So I highly suggest to all you artists who don't do that to record your work. It's a good thing to do. Um, you know, we've had some artists speaking recording that's good off on the side tangent, but who've done YouTube videos of them recording drawing a card, mm. um, which I think is just outstanding to see someone sit there with a blank card, yeah. put the camera up and just watch them do their work, you know, that's from the pencil to just the ink and color. I think 
to me, that's if anyone has, who hasn't seen that, do searches for that on YouTube and watch those videos and just truly appreciate the talent that's out there that uh, the artists have. I'm always amazed. We were actually just, uh, me and Ingrid spoke yesterday about doing episodes where we do a compilation of different artists doing the same subject and we'll put it together in one big video. Oh, cool. Yeah. We're going to try that. So far, we got, I think, one response in our group. Only one, but there'll be Lindsay and I doing it, so we'll see who gets on board with it. But yeah, it, that that's fun. It's fun to watch people work and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, do you have the same rules as most other companies where you don't show your work until the set's been released? That's correct. Yeah. So if you did a now, video like that, you'd save it until the release and then upload right. it. Yeah. Now, sometimes if we if 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 the, if the cards have been approved, it's 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 always one of the biggest things is because you're working with actors um, or anyone else, but it feels like we're always running down right to the wire on getting approvals. You know, it's kind of like, hey, you know, actor, John, we really need those approvals back. Can you really get that that, that back to us as soon as possible? Um, and so, but if, it get, if we get stuff back early enough, I have no problem with an artist saying, hey, you can go ahead and post your approved sketch cards. It promotes us and it promotes them. You know, they're getting an artist proof. I know that there's artist proof or a lot of the incentive that you know artists do do to go ahead and recoup the, the time and energies. And so if they can promote their work and say, this is the kind of quality I'm doing in the set, I got some APs, let me know. Um, is is it always better to ask, the, uh, to ask you first though? Absolutely, always best to ask me first. Can I show this? What's, what's the earliest I can start showing? When can I start showing? Where can I start showing that kind of stuff? Okay. That's good for everyone to know. Lindsay, do you have anything else you'd like to ask? Um, no, I think I think I've, I did make some notes. I mean, uh, some of it was uh, for the artwork. Like, what what would you be looking for? You know, if somebody did send their artwork to you. Uh, so for Star Trek, and I remember for all these shows, it, it really comes down to you know characters. Aliens, uh, sh ships are scenic. For Game of Thrones, obviously there's no ships, but you know, uh, you know, a scene is uh, the castles. Those kind of stuff are always great. Dragons are always good for Game of Thrones as well. Actors not so much for Game of Thrones, um, but you know, those kind of scenic stuff for Star Trek. You know, Doctor Who, um, you know, an Umbrella Academy that you know we're doing stuff for. Uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. You know, actors, aliens, scenes, all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely love uh, Mighty Girl. I'm glad to hear it's back for a fourth season. So. Oh, yeah. It's good. I started watching it. It's actually very good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you have anything you would like to to add? Any any advice for artists out there, or any experiences you'd like to share? I'm sorry. That you'd like to talk about anything we haven't asked you that you'd yeah. like to talk about? I I don't think so. Again, I I think I've just you know what I always hate. And a lot of artists do reach out to us and, and sometimes I have to tell them, hey, your, your artistic style, you're not what we're looking for or the studio didn't like with your stuff. Um, I always want to reinforce that, you know, look, if you get rejected, it doesn't mean you're not a good artist. And mm. It doesn't mean stop trying, you know, refine your skill, try a different artistic you know, approach to whatever it is and, and, and then re and, and resubmit. Um, just because one person didn't like your work and doesn't mean someone else doesn't like it does doesn't like your work. You I mean again, art is, is subjective. And always always fascinating me that as a, as a collector, you know, there's people out there who collect, you know, go back to Marvel, there are people who collect just certain characters. There's people who collect just certain artists. Um 
I'm a, a collector of artistic style. If a piece speaks to me, I don't care if it's the most obscure character in the world. If I'm like, I love what they did there, that's how I collect. And I think that's how artists should approach their, their stuff, in my opinion. Just draw the way you draw. I mean, be you and put you on the card. And people are going to like it. Some are not. Um, but that's that's just the way that, that is. So That's excellent advice. Where can people find you? Uh, they want to reach out to you. Or, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't want to. I didn't want to be inappropriate there. If um, to find you or the company or both, whatever. yeah, yeah, you know, the, the best things go to the website sci-fi-hobby.com. Uh, again, if you're looking, uh, all art, all emails to art submissions comes to me. Um, so if you're again looking to get information, becoming a sketch artist, that's the best place to go. Um, is there anything you'd like to share for upcoming trading card or sketch card sets that you wish to mention now? This video oh, to go out within a oh, I mentioned we we're doing it. We got doing the Twin Peaks sketches for our Twin Peaks set would probably be out next year. Um, just released our Star Trek sketches, our Star Trek TNG set that had some lower deck sketches in it. Um, we're working on Doctor Who sketches right now. Um, the next Game of Thrones sketches uh, as well. So, um. Lots of Star Trek shows. Lots of shows. I mean, that's stuff coming up. Uh, next year, we're going to be doing a set for Strange New World. It'll have some sketch cards in it as well. So you can pretty much guarantee that most of our products coming up will have sketch cards. You know, how often they appear, the rarity, you know, that, that always varies from product to product. Do, do you have um like a blog or something where you're talking about what your company is going to be putting up, upcoming stuff, seeing as you're not really online as much as nope. other companies? Nope. <laughs> no, the best place to do is to look at our... We have a release schedule up online on our website and it'll show you what our what products are planning for the next year. And you can, you know, any artist who's interested can say, hey, are you doing sketch cards for this? How can I get in on this particular set and that kind of stuff? So okay. Well, thank you so much, Robert, for having come on. Perhaps you'd like to come on again uh, in, in the near future to talk about a few more things that we might have in the works. Um, thank you so much for sharing everything. We hope you enjoyed chatting with us yeah no problem you know, I, I love showing off my collection i'm, I'm a little, little oh, i'm in <laughs> but, uh, collection <laughs> i mean we, we we've been collecting for a lot of years and, and and we still do i mean i was just at the last philly show and i was going over, over here but you know it's one of the things i wandered through the show when i wander i'm looking what do you have what do you have sketch car wise and now um, you know i've got this star wars sketches i've got game of thrones uh sorry um Lord of the Rings sketches. I mean, I've, I've I've got different people from Marvel stuff. I mean, it's um... you have to make some videos of your collection of just going through. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you know, I, I I get a little hesitant to do that because whenever we do do that, um, there will be emails. And someone will always ask, <laughs> "Are you are you selling? Are you trading? Can I can I get that?" Um, it inevitably always 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 happens um and you know it's it's one of these things was like you know my wife and i go oh, are we still in today no, no I <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know um that kind of stuff so yeah no it's it's uh, it's 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 our it's our binders it's our babies we we like to look through them we, we have, enjoy them does rittenhouse have binders with the sets they put out do, you, do we have so so we literally um people it was yes you must have master binders and master stuff on your bookshelves we actually have xerox pages we actually take the stuff and we scan it so our binders on our bookshelves just have photocopies essentially of autographs and the sketch cards um we don't keep we have you know, the regular base cards and the chase cards 
yes, the high-end stuff like the autos and the sketches. No, it's 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 photocopies. But do you include binders with your sets to buyers? Can they buy a binder? They so on our website. Uh, they can buy a box. They can buy a binder. They can buy a base set. They can order a case if they if they want to. We don't sell, of course, any individual cards and that kind of stuff. Okay. Oh, I, uh, okay. Because sometimes there are people I do know there are some people who like binders with their sets. You know. So yeah, all most, almost all of our products we do make a binder for, and they can buy binders on our website for the products. Oh, so Twin Peaks is going to have a binder too. Mm-hmm. Twin Peaks, America, yes. So all, all our past sets have had binders, and uh, and uh, next one probably should have one as well. They're of course sold out, so you may need to go to a secondary market to to find your current stuff. But yeah, well, we'll do that, <laughs> or I will do that anyway. <laughs> okay, so much, but this has been so interesting. It's like, been fascinating. Mm. Thank you so well, much. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please leave a review wherever you listen. This helps people find us. All links to guests or sites mentioned will be in the show notes. You can find Lindsay on Facebook at Lindsay Grayling Sketch Cards or search for Cartoon Cosplay. You can find me at IngridKVHardy.com or on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ingrid.kv.hardy This podcast is independently funded, meaning the costs come from our pockets. If you'd like to help with even just a couple of dollars, become a patron at patreon.com slash ingridhardy. Music and audio editing for this podcast is done by Victor Besset. If you have any feedback on today's episode or want to suggest a question of the week, email us at thepenciledpodcast at gmail.com, tweet us at inpenciled on Twitter, or on Instagram where we are at thepenciledpodcast. We'd love to hear from you.